Hey, chums. <laughs> hey, Dean. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Significantly more sensually now that I'm talking to you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, my God. We're just having fun today. So much fun. Such a fun day. Such a fun time. Is it? <laughs> Is it a fun time? I don't think so. I mean, you know, um, I'm feeling good because at the very least, I was able to get a change of, change of scene over the weekend. So so that was nice. Do tell. Sh- care to share? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, as you know, I went to Iowa over the weekend and... Um, uh, before I get into the details of, of the trip, <laughs> the lead up to the trip was pretty funny because I was trying to tell my mom that I was going to be gone for the weekend because she was trying to like get me to come over to her house and have dinner with them and, and all that stuff. And I, and I had to come up with an excuse to be like, no, I, I can't. So I told her I was going to go on a weekend trip. And she was like, who are you going with? (laughs) And I was like, just a couple friends, mom. (laughs) And she was like, oh, where are you going? And I was like, um, I don't know yet. Maybe Wisconsin? (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, do you have a boyfriend? (laughs) She took the words out of my mouth. (laughs) I know. So I had to be like, no, mom, I don't have a boyfriend. And she's like, why don't you have a boyfriend? And I'm like, I don't know, mom. I mean, just because, like, you know, somebody's, like, gay and available doesn't mean that I'm necessarily going to be compatible with them. So, you know, we're talking about this. And and uh, she gets to the point where she's like, well, you know what? You're too picky. Oh, okay, mom. (laughs) Yeah, right? She's like, you need to make a list of the top five things that are most important to you and a partner. And then when you meet somebody who has three of them, you marry them. (laughs) Did she she crack the case for us? Is that Uh, all it is? (laughs) I will say, I will say you and your, your mom and I have something in common. I love to live life by non-negotiables. Like, here are the three to five things that are the most important to me. And as long as all these aspects of my life are meeting these three to five criteria, then I should be good. I should be happy, right? Because if my job pays me well and I like who I work with and my boss respects me, then does my work really matter? And let me, let me tell you, it does. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I see that totally. Um, I think it's, it's important to like define your deal breakers. I do sort of think it's hilarious though. The idea of like, you, you have five things that are essentially deal breakers (laughs) and then 20 of them, or sorry, two of them fade into irrelevance. (laughs) Because we can't have it all. Yeah, but, like, when you think about, like, some deal breakers, it's, like, 
I really, I feel like there are some that I really can't see myself seeing past, and it's hard to imagine meeting somebody who, uh, you know, who meets all the other criteria except that one and is still somebody that I feel compatible with. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I think, you know, a lot of women get a bad rap for height requirements. And Mm. I understand (laughs) to all you shorties out there that you cannot change your height. And I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I also cannot change my height, my, my body type (laughs) and how loud of a personality I am. So (laughs) even though I'm, I'm five, seven, like average stature lady, you know, in practice, I'm more (laughs) of like six feet and like giant and it's just not the most feminine feeling to be with someone who's shorter than me or even skinnier than me frankly i like i like a little meat on the bones um, that would be a deal breaker i think that's kind of funny because i've always thought it was funny because like there are a lot of women i would say the majority of women draw this line in the sand about height <laughs> And they're like, only somebody 6'2 or above. And I'm like, you realize that you've narrowed it down to like 2% of the population, if that. Like, (laughs) the vast majority of men are shorter than that. And what's funny to me about it is that I feel like if you're, um, if you're like gay, then you're comparing apples to apples, so to speak, in terms of your own physique and appearance and stuff. Uh, compared to somebody that is a potential partner for you. Um, but, like, when you're a woman, like, I feel like I've met women who are, like, five foot one. Okay, and they're like, fuck those <laughs> girls. That's all I have to say. Like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Save them for the rest of us. Oh, my mom's definitely one of those women. She's, like, not even five foot one. She's five feet and half an inch. And She's so small. she says that she could never <laughs> see herself dating anybody who wasn't tall. And I mean, when she says tall, she means it. She's never, as far as I know, been with a man who is shorter than six feet. So <laughs> I hate your mom. I'm kidding. I love her dearly. I can't wait for her to be my mother-in-law. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, anyway, but on the topic of deal breakers... Um, yeah, I was just going to say, do you have a deal breaker? Uh, ugh, I mean, I, I think I have the one that's, like, super cliche, especially these days. Uh, I, I don't think I could be with a Republican. I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my thing. I had this conversation recently. Morally, I, we're not aligned. Yeah. I mean, at the very least... Probably you're like where you draw your morals from wouldn't be in alignment. Because I feel like if there is a, if there are Republicans out there who are like moral, they probably draw their morals from like a religious context, which I think, you know, that's, that's difficult to reconcile. Even if to, even if you're very moral, it's like hard to be with somebody who like brings their philosophy from a different source than you do. But I didn't always feel this way. Oh. Yeah. Once upon a time, I thought that I would be the person who, like, is open-minded and gives anyone a chance. 
I'm Chams. And I'm Dean. And together we made a marriage pact when we were 17. It seemed safe at the time. I mean, what were the odds we'd still be single at age 30? Well, 10 years later, those odds are looking pretty bleak. So we decided to take action before it's too late. Together, we're going to explore our dating history over the last 10 years and figure out where we've gone wrong. Retell old love stories, recount fleeting romances, maybe even consult some experts, you know, get professional help. Because we really don't want to marry each other. I mean, we like each other fine, but it's more of a structural issue. And if you can't read between the lines, we both like boys. Hopefully by sharing our journey with the world, we'll help some other people out. Or if not, at the very least, we will try our best to be entertaining and we'll selfishly get to hear the sound of our own voices. Living in D.C. as I was, uh, you sort of, you <laughs> most of the people that you encounter are Democrats, um, but you meet some very fascinating Republicans, um, because if you're a Republican and you've ended up in D.C., like, you've thought about it, <laughs> you know? So I was very uh, open-minded, <laughs> which some might say is an alias for desperate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when I was, um, so when I was, like, fresh, fresh out of college, new to D.C., um, I moved there without a job, but I was very, like, motivated to become a part of that world, and so I made it my mission to, like, get a job because I sort of had limited resources and friends who were patient enough to host me on their couches and so um <laughs> so there's actually on on grinder <laughs> there is a uh field on your profile that says looking for mm-hmm. and you specify what it is that you're looking for so, is it, is it um, open text or is it like a- no it's not open text there's like uh there's a selection of it's a limited number of options so you know the options would be like dates relationship friends right now (laughs) and and then there's this one that people love to hate which is networking and so i'm not sure if i actually said networking because even then i think i was aware of like the absurdity of like being like yeah i'm on grinder to network um but i never passed up an opportunity to potentially network with the people that i met so (laughs) <laughs> one day a blank profile comes across my uh <laughs> my line of sight on grinder um and this is actually very common on grinder but it has the functionality to like send pictures so if somebody messages you and they don't have a picture usually what i'll do is i'll just be like send a pic even before saying hello <laughs> um, straight to the point yeah so i get a message from this dude and his profile's blank and I'm like send a pic and he sends a pic and he's like moderately cute and so we start chatting and he is basically like um yeah I work uh for 
a committee in the House of Representatives. It's the Foreign Affairs Committee. Um, and I'm like drooling at this point. I'm like, oh my God, that's everything. Cool. I want to be, I want to do that. Like, I'm like, I like don't even care if, if, if things are going to go anywhere with this guy because I am like, at the very least, he could be a good connection to have. Um, so I sort of tell him about like my aspirations and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, that's, that's cool. We should get coffee. I'm like, okay. So he actually invites me to get coffee with him at like a cafe right near the house, uh, in the middle of the work day. Oh, like Um, the white house? Just, oh, I'm sorry. The house of representatives. Oh, okay. I just, yeah. (laughs) there are many houses and... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. To clarify um, one. sorry in dc if you say the house you mean the house of representatives <laughs> i meet up with this guy for coffee in the middle of the work day so i'm like this is actually perfect because if in the absence of like clarity on like whether or not this is meant to be like a sort of like a date as opposed to just like coffee um it's in the middle of the workday, so it's clear. We're going to meet, we're going to chat, and then he's going to go back to work. So it felt like a very sort of like a safe, approachable um, context to meet. Unlike some of the previous stories you've told us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, so I arrive. Uh, we meet up at some coffee shop. I don't recall which one. Um, and... Uh, we sit down and we start chatting. What's his vibe? Like, is he cute? Is he not? Are we into him? Are we not? Um, he's like pretty sort of like a clean cut white boy. Um, he's wearing like a, he's wearing like a collared shirt with a v-neck sweater over it. Oh, Um, God. (laughs) Yeah. He has like, you know, his hair is like, um... It was, like, parted and slicked, if that makes sense. It um, does, and I wish everyone could see my face. This is, like, the antithesis of my type. <laughs> yeah, um, and, you know, clean-shaven, uh, which is not necessarily, like, the norm, you know? Like, this was, beards were definitely, like, had, uh, had fully landed. Yeah, and so, um, so, so I will say, though... The times when you would see somebody who was, like, clean-shaven, even if it made them look worse than they would with a beard, it was when they felt really invested in appearing, like, super professional. Um, And, like, oftentimes that meant they were a Republican. (laughs) 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 And, um, you know... We had a great conversation. He was, uh, we talked about like foreign policy and stuff because that was like what I had studied in college and that was what, what he was working on. And um, and then I found out that he was a Republican. He was working for um, the majority staff on the, uh, on the Foreign Affairs Committee because at the time the Republicans controlled the House. And so, uh, so I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not great. I mean, you know, my, uh, as you know, Dean, my family's from Iran. 
And so, like, I've always had very, like, liberal foreign policy views because I sort of viewed the more conservative approach to countries like Iran as being, like, an existential threat to, like, my family members who live there and stuff like that. Um, But I found out that actually he um, was fairly liberal about foreign policy. um, And, you know, he just happened to be on the Republican staff, which, like, didn't make sense to me. But, you know, sometimes you get people who are just, like, they'll do anything to get a job. Yeah. Um, And, uh, and so that's kind of where he was at. So, you know, I, like, leave the, our little lunch feeling pretty satisfied. We, like, vibe pretty well. Um, and I felt like, you know, he sort of alluded to the fact that he might be able to, like, help me out and, like, send my resume to some people. Um, and so, you know, so then we part ways. And and you're like, who do I have to blow? I'll do it. I need a fucking (laughs) Yes, exactly. So he um, texts me and he's like, hey, let's, uh, d- it, like, if you're interested, let's meet up for dinner. And so I'm like, okay, like, meeting up for dinner, I, that's probably a date, you know? So we meet up for dinner and um, we go to uh, this Mexican restaurant in DC, <laughs> which. <laughs> It's like a recurring theme, right? Like going to the shitty Mexican restaurant. Yes. <laughs> like uh, literally okay, but... every single story you've ever told me in your life. I know. In like, some if way. We ever, if we ever turn our experiences into a sitcom, I want all my dates to ironically be in the same Mexican restaurant. That is so funny. <laughs> Even if they're in different places. <laughs> Yeah, it's called Macayo's Mexican, and it's, right. it's it's authentico. Yeah. So I will say, um, this Mexican restaurant is a, a little bit more authentic than Cabo Cantina. In fact, I remember going and thinking, like, ugh, this is such a pretentious dinner choice. Like, I don't have a job. I, like, don't have money. Like, couldn't we have just gone to, like, a hole in the wall? Couldn't we have gone to Cabo Cantina for $6 all-you-can-eat tacos? I know. I really, that's, like, I needed Taco Tuesday that night. And instead, you know, I'm going um, on a date with a buttoned-up white dude to this, like, Mexico City style trendy Mexican restaurant. To eat $32 shrimp enchiladas. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So we meet up um, and, you know, like, I think between the setting and our experiences, we talked a lot about, like, traveling and he probably told me about, like, his life in D.C. because I think he he was, like, a year or two older than me, so he'd been there for a little bit. And, um, you know, so after dinner... We go back to his apartment, and um, and I think at this point I'm probably being, like, a little bit, like, self-congratulatory, because I'm like, you know what? I, uh, I'm glad that I gave this guy a chance. You know, Republicans aren't so bad. Oh, um, no. Like, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, I mean, after all, he's a gay Republican, so probably he can't hold the same sort of, sort of like, cringeworthy beliefs that the kinds of republicans that we sort of stereotype yeah he's he's a a fiscal republican and a social liberal yeah you know (laughs) that you know the type (laughs) i grew up with a lot of people like that you know Mm -hmm. like i don't think anyone 
I don't think that many people were socially conservative where I grew up, but there were a lot of people who were fiscally conservative. And so the combination was super common. So I'm like, if nothing else, this is just like what I grew up with. Um, so we go back to his place. Uh, <laughs> we have very mediocre hanky panky. That's one way to, that's one way to describe it. Yeah. And so, you know, that we have, it's like the scene in the movie where like the backs hit the pillows. (laughs) (laughs) And so then we start chatting. And then you high five and you're like, good game. (laughs) Exactly. I've never done that in bed. So, um, you've never high-fived someone in bed? No, I have. Many times. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I do it all the time. <laughs> I think it's really funny. I think it's so funny. My last my last dude was like, did you just high-five me? And I'm like, that was funny. <laughs> Yeah. We did a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, well done, sir. Cause for celebration. <laughs> you were intense, toots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we high-five, we, uh, you know, slap each other in the ass, and then um, and then we get to talking. And it's oftentimes the conversation that you have post-coitus that really can bring, can, like, drag the shit out of the closet, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, bring a lot of stuff to light, but bring the shit out of the closet is more descriptive. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I'm like, uh, I get to the point where I sort of like gather the courage to find out whether or not this is really going to work between us, you know? And so I say, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing because I'm just thinking of semen as like truth serum. <laughs> <laughs> like it touched my lips. And I was like, I must find the truth. <laughs> or like oh, courage God. juice. It's your go-go juice. Like as soon as you get it, you're like, all right, I'm ready. Let's yeah. do it. Never order a creamy drink at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm like, okay. Um, now that it's sort of like anything's, nothing's off the table, I need to start asking some serious question. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to name a series of like, you know, divisive political issues. And in as few words as possible, just tell me like where you stand. And so, (laughs) um, so (laughs) I, the responses turned out to like be pretty sort of like stock responses, like abortion anti um yeah like you know economy it's like whatever like capitalist Um, (laughs) uh what else is there even like environment like (laughs) anti-regulation and um and so i sort of ask all these things and you know, I'm not thrilled with his responses, but I'm also not surprised. And uh, I'm like, okay, I'm done. And then he's like, well, you forgot one. And I was like, oh my God. Uh, did I? Oh my I, God. I feel like I covered all the bases. And he's like, 
He's like, <laughs> you forgot the blacks. <laughs> what? Yep. He defined the blacks as a political issue. He um, was a little forward thinking. You know, 2020 is a hot topic. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm I can't. Like, oh. No, there's no fucking I'm way. I'm like, okay, like, what are your, what's your stance on the blacks? And I could not tell you what he said. All I remember is him talking about how he was so chummy with the black security guard in his building. What? <laughs> and how she thought he was so funny and sassy and so he'd always chat her up in the mornings and so you know he's not racist oh my god <laughs> no yeah so um so anyway uh at that point i was like okay I don't even think I could spend the night here anymore, you know? So I left and, you know, I sort of, he, he sort of like fades away into the, the recesses of my memory. Um, but DC's a really small city <laughs> and uh, you can never, you never see somebody only once. Oh boy. <laughs> That's the rules. <laughs> so um, the first time that I... Uh, sort of saw him again was actually at this professional tennis tournament that happens every summer in DC. And that actually, I was like, not surprised because he was a tennis player and this, it's a professional tennis tournament. So like pretty much every tennis player in like the whole DC area, like goes at least once. And I was there on like a Saturday. So, you know, it's like, you know, I saw him, but we didn't, we didn't like, we, we like avoided eye contact and it was fine. Um, more than anything, I was just like, Ugh. like, could have gone without seeing him again. You again. Like, yeah, I was just like, whatever. So, um, so then fast forward, it's nine months into my time in DC and a friend of ours. Ours, <laughs> comes, like you and me. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, let's call him Enrique. <laughs> <laughs> Good our, our friend Enrique uh, comes with his girlfriend so Enrique comes with Laura to visit me in DC they come, they stay with me and the weekend is off to a lovely start I, we go, I go for a long walk with them showing them around DC they lived in Indianapolis at the time so it was very easy to impress them they were like so into it <laughs> and uh and so we, uh, so then Laura's like, hey, I know you like planned the weekend out for us, but would it be all right if on Sunday um, we go out to brunch with some friends of mine? I have a good friend from college who lives here in DC and I just want to like see her and we can all just go out to brunch together. And I'm like, yeah, sure. That's fine. Like we would have gone out to brunch anyway and I'd be happy to meet your friend. And she's like, okay, cool. She's going to bring a couple of her friends as well. So it'll be a, you know, a whole jamboree. We all know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they had asked me for a suggestion of where to have brunch. So um, we, <laughs> so I actually suggested that place that the, we went The place brunch. that you and I went and I got 
blasted over the course yeah. of three hours, and then you took me to museums. Because it was what, like one dollar mimosas? It was, it was stupid cheap. That's all I know. Yeah, it was. I, I it was like, you pay like ten to fifteen dollars for like your breakfast, and then mimosas are a dollar each. Or so, free. It was. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. The deal was insane. So I was like, okay, yeah, let's let's go to this place. So we go and we arrive. And the place is closed, which is so uh, sad. It like, closed down. Um, it's probably because like, the oh. food was not safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I just, I was like, ugh, DC isn't what it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so then we're like, damn. Um, and then right as we see that it was closed down, Laura's friends roll up and, um, you know, and so we start greeting each other. And <laughs> if this is, like, in a television show, uh, imagine me, like, like one by one saying hello to each person and then, like, suddenly coming upon someone and realizing that it's the Republican. I fucking know him! <laughs> <laughs> and I am, like, just... I feel like I turned into, like, a, a ghost. <laughs> I was like, how could this have happened? Like, I, you know, <laughs> I was like, well, like, how? I don't even know. Um, so I kind of just, like, give him, like, a half-hearted, like, hi. You know, like, I pretend to be like, 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 I'm like, nice to meet you, nice to meet you, nice to meet you. And with him, I'm like, nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so I'm just like, oh god, this is terrible. Do so we're like trying to figure out where to go. They knew you were gay. They were like, oh, two gay guys. This Honestly, is <laughs> maybe. I feel like that's um, what happened. We are trying to decide where to go, and he's like, oh, why don't we go to the Mexican place? <laughs> no. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and I'm like, why? There's so many places for brunch. Why do you have to give me PTSD right now? So everyone's like, oh, that's a great idea. So I grab Enrique and let everyone kind of like drift ahead of us. And I'm like, Enrique, we have a problem. <laughs> and then he's like, what? What's going on? What's the problem? He's probably it's so like, hey, loud too. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah. So, so I'm like, okay. Remember that Republican I told you about a while ago who I met, like, when I first moved here? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, that's him! <laughs> <laughs> so, and he was probably um, like, uh, oh, dude, no way! <laughs> yeah, he's, like, losing it. And he's like... So... So he's like, okay, well, that's fine. We'll just, like, stay cool and try to, like, move brunch along uh, and get out of there as quickly as possible so you don't have to, like, live through this again. So we get to the brunch place, and (laughs) they come, they hand out the menus, and uh, (laughs) the irony of this is they're like, so um, you can order... Uh, your entrees, and then you get unlimited drinks if you choose to get, like, the unlimited deal. 
Um, and you're and like, like, yes, you're... I need unlimited drinks because I'm a... Yeah, so we like go for the unlimited and then they're like, okay, you have a two hour limit. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so... Guzzle, guzzle, Max, guzzle. we're going to be here is two hours. So Enrique and I are like losing our minds. And so we just start like throwing back alcohol. Uh, <laughs> like one by one, the like group that was that had met us are like going to the bathroom in pairs so i think they're sort of being informed they're like informing each other of like what has happened because <laughs> the republican has told them um can't they be more discreet like send a group text like mayday yeah, mayday right? <laughs> and so like the republican and i are like sitting at opposite ends of the table <laughs> because where else would you sit yeah and um and so we're just like I am just, you know, trying to get as drunk as possible. Enrique is doing the same. And, um, and you know, the the brunch was fine. Nothing crazy happened. Like, you know, we just sort of, like, lived in fear of, like, having to interact with, like, this dude. Um, so, uh, the brunch ends. We, like, say goodbye to each other. And we walk outside, and Laura is turns to Enrique and me, and she's like, what the fuck was going on in there? <laughs> and I was like, um, well, I may or may not have gone on a couple of dates with the dude that your friends brought. And then she just starts, like, cackling she's like oh my god what <laughs> and she thought it was the most hilarious thing in the world she was like i could not figure out what the hell was going on with you two i love that she you guys like, just kept her out of it like the other group like, yeah. was like we're gonna tell every single person in our group I, and then you guys I were think, like mm, nope <laughs> right because i think like we thought we could ke- we could be cool enough to just act like nothing was happening. Which, like, clearly we weren't, because Laura noticed that, like, we were... Off. You know? We were off. And she was like, yeah, like, neither of you guys are big drinkers. So I was like, why are they so, like... Pounding why drinks? Try- why are they Yeah, like, why are drinks? they trying so hard to get drunk? And, um, and then she was like... And I thought it was so weird that everyone was being weird. Like, I thought maybe it was, like, everyone was being sort of, like... The typical, like, oh, there are two gay guys at the table. Like, guess we better, like, set them up. Because she noticed that there was, like, weird tension across the table. <laughs> and little did she know that um, that, that, was the, that was the situation. So, um, so anyway. Uh, wow. <laughs> I wish I could say that was the last time that I ever saw him. But it was not. <laughs> Like two years later. Oh my I'm god, the story that. keeps going. Yeah. Is that what everyone else is thinking? Who's listening? <laughs> yeah, everyone's probably like over this now. The this last this is the last part, and it's two years later. I'm playing tennis with a friend, and uh, you know, of course, I look at the court next to me. There's one dude who's like shirtless and like really hot, like playing tennis, and then I look across the court from him, and there's like a derpy white dude, and. Who is it but the Republican? <laughs> the Republican. And, um, yeah. And I was actually very surprised to see that he actually struck up a conversation. He was like, hey, 
have you been? Good to see you. Oh, God, that's my fucking nightmare. Like, leave me alone. I know. Um, so, like, a couple weeks later, I'm on Grindr, and... You told me that was the end! This blank profile sends me a message, being like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, who, who is this? New phone, who dis? And it's, and it's the Republican reaching out to say that we should play tennis sometime. No. (laughs) Yes. What? (laughs) Yeah. So, um... But I'm pleased to say that that was the end of that. We did not ever see each other again because it was not too long after that that I left D.C. for good. For good. (laughs) For good. So that's the story of the Republican. Wow. Here's the thing. (laughs) I think I could date a Bush Republican now, looking back, but I couldn't. (laughs) date a Trump Republican. Well, I see what you mean, because it's like, I think a more, a slightly more like modern example is like the the Romney Republicans or the McCain Republicans. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like the Republicans who have enough of a spine to like not be Trump supporters. Um, I see what you mean. And I suppose maybe for you... This is something where if you had to pick your three out of five, then... Oh. <laughs> See, I don't know. That has to be on my right. list of three, but if I'm only given three things to choose, fuck. Well, you're allowed to choose five. You choose five, and then... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is also assuming that my mom is the expert on dating, which... I don't know. I mean... She can't be that good at it if she raised a son who's so bad at it. (laughs) But if you take her approach, which is, like, choose your five non-negotiables and then be willing to negotiate on two of them, you know, I just, I, I, I don't know. After that experience, and I hate to say it, but experiences following that. How many like, fucking Republicans have you dated? Just two. The second one, the second one, we literally got into like a yelling match on <laughs> <laughs> um, the date at a Chipotle. <laughs> no. Yes, we were in a yelling match at a Chipotle, and uh, so so after that, I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna do this again. Um, do you think it's important to have deal breakers? So, personally, I think yes. However, I was telling my aunt and uncle about this because I dated this guy who just, like, wasn't ambitious enough, like, didn't have a lot of money, was living at home, like, he was great. We had, like, this magical first date, and then, you know, as I got to know him, I'm like, fuck, like, we're just, like, not aligned on, like all of my, like, future goals and what have yous, and I stopped dating him. And my aunt and uncle were like, ah, that's just kind of shallow. <laughs> yeah, like, straight up. They were like, it's just kind of shallow. And she's like, you know, they're like, when, when we met, like, he was not in a good spot. And for whatever reason, they continued to date, and now they have this great relationship. And it's only because my aunt wasn't like, oh, 
you need to have X amount of money in the bank and you need to have a good job and you need to like be attractive and you need to be, you know, a certain number of feet and you need to like all the things I like. And basically their advice to me is to have fewer expectations and to just go based all off of feeling. They're like, do you like them? And do they treat you well? Those are the only two things I've been advised to consider. I I totally see that because I think when I when I reflect on like the most successful couples that I know, and you know I'm thinking like older couples, right? Like couples that have sort of demonstrated like a very long and um, prosperous relationship. I mean, so often these relationships are are like rooted. In compromise. I mean, hell, one of the happiest marriages I know was basically an arranged marriage. Um, Which I want. I want an arranged <laughs> marriage. <laughs> and so, so it is kind of a good point. It's almost as if, like, the strongest relationships are, are rooted in, like, an understanding that you're going to have to work to sort of build that bridge and, and create that connection. Whereas... Perhaps it's the relationships that start off seeming ideal that eventually unravel because the expectation from the start is that it'll never be difficult. Right. Um, I actually, uh, I have a, on my dating profile on Hinge, um, I actually mentioned Deal Breakers. Oh. <laughs> So I will read it to you. Um, So, okay. So for those who don't know, on Hinge, um, one of the features is that rather than writing your own profile, you select from a list of prompts to which you give uh, freeform answers. One of the prompts that you can choose is, I'll know it's time to delete Hinge when... Oh. So my response to that question is, I'll know it's time to delete Hinge when I meet somebody who convinces me to put a deal breaker aside. Look at you. (laughs) I went smart, right? I think my philosophy is that you can't go through life just, you know, not having expectations, not seeking out certain things, not feeling a certain way about the world as it appears before you. But I also think it's important to have an open mind. Um, And so one of my friends described my brand as strong opinions loosely held. Mm. (laughs) And so I do genuinely feel like if I meet somebody who has something that I would consider to be a, a deal breaker... And and yet I find a way to make it work or I suddenly feel like that deal breaker isn't as important. Then that, I mean, really to me is like a true sign that like, you know, I'm I'm with the right person. That's really sweet. Have you met Thanks. anyone that has made you want to put a deal breaker aside? Aside from me, <laughs> I think I am the greatest one, you know, you being gay. <laughs> you're like i'm willing to look past your sexuality now marry me (laughs) 
Um, you know, I've, I, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I have. I don't think I have, which, which if anything is, makes me feel even more strongly that this is like the true, like litmus test. Because I think if I had met that person by now, then they would have either been the one that got away or it would have meant that my philosophy was flawed. So anyway, but, um, I think this is the. I think it's an important conversation to have because I think like anything else in your life, you know, you set goals, you, um, you sort of like figure out what it is that you want and don't want. And I think whether or not a deal breaker ends up being like how you decide to marry someone. Um, I think it is important to like have a framework for how you approach dating. And so, you know, maybe my mom's advice isn't so, off the mark like maybe you know maybe you and I should sit down and make our list of five and uh and sort of at the very least have it in the back of our minds like if we're feeling like we're not sure whether or not we want to keep seeing someone revisit the list and and... go from there yeah Hmm. (laughs) well I feel Enlightened and inspired. I have a date this week with the guy that I mentioned that I went on a date with last week. And I like him fine enough. And... Oh, wait. You have a second date with... We have a second date. You have a second date, right. Um, and... Yeah, I'm excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> I Well, yeah. I remember you saying that you like... That he is really... Seems like a great guy. And you're just not sure how you feel. So maybe this is a good way for you to, like, establish that, at least at the point you're at now. Like, you know, decide, does he does he check the fundamental boxes? And if so, then you can decide if it's going to go to date number three. Um, Champs, I only have one more question. Oh, what's that? You know what it is. So are we still getting married? <laughs> oh... We're still getting married. Yes, I do! I do! <laughs> We're still getting married, of course. Um, but, uh, but you know, we have one more, we have one more building block um, in the, in, in sort of the structure towards maybe not getting married. That's true. That's true. I mean, we can hope for that, but I will tell you that I picked out our our venue in Aspen, Colorado this weekend. So Oh yeah. That sounds beautiful. We're gonna have a really pretty fall wedding. And I wanna have a fall wedding. Yeah. And anyone who listens to the podcast is invited. Okay. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Hopefully not just the people who listen to the podcast, because otherwise that would be a sad and small wedding. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to The Marriage Pact. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, write us a review, share with your friends, and stay tuned for the next installment of The Marriage Pact. And until next time, happy happy dating. dating.